Hi, I'm Cornell. I'm Glenroy. And I'm Kareem. And welcome to the Fish Tea Podcast, where three hair whipping, heel strutting Jamaican queens talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottoms up. No, I got it. Oh, hey sisters. How are you? How are you? Hey, How are you? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How much you? How are 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 you? really isolated. Like, well, no, you? How are 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 you? How you? know, having somebody to annoy for no reason so i'm grateful but miss ronaldo my bad miss like i've been on this roller coaster of emotions this week at one point i'm very hopeful i'm filled with faith we're gonna get through this and the next minute i'm like jesus yeah that pilot me worried i keep i think I, I was sharing with cornell before you came on glenroy that i've had at least seven friends who have lost like a loved one and most of them are just parents that they've lost because of COVID 19. oh no uh, I, yeah it has been rough man and then i had one friend who like lost his mom to covid-19 and then three days later lo- loses his aunt to covid-19 um his other sister and it's just like what one friend lost their grandfather another lost their mom and then like as i was like you know trying to like pray my way through it and just pray for them and so on and so forth one of my friend like kept calling me as i was on like on the prayer line with my church and i was ignoring at first and then i went into the other room to answer the phone she's like yeah my husband had a stroke yesterday i was Ooh. like what in the world like all right and then she's of course going through it because they're not allowing people to get visitors at the hospitals and so on so she can't be there with him she never had he never had his phone and let's all this thing so it's been a weird kind of like week of just like so lord knows we need to look a fish tea engagement to just put me in a high spirits because mm, i really my heart goes out to every single one of those people that you mentioned. My condolences to the people who've lost loved ones. It's not an easy thing to deal with, especially when it's a parent. I mean, I just I just don't think I could ever manage losing any of my parents. So yeah, my condolences. Sorry to hear all of that. And I'm sorry that, you know, the impact has been so rough in the states i mean in jamaica we're lucky to have kind of taken the approach we have and the deaths have been we've had two or three deaths um since you know measures started being started to take place so my condolences once again yeah i mean it's it's made even worse by the fact that they can't like be there in person to say goodbye or 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 to grieve properly right like i yeah i've heard reports especially in Italy where they just have so many, they've had to do so many like burials without like family and friends being there to be able to kind of like go through that process. And I mean, there's been a budding conversation about the effect that this is having and will be having on people's like mental health. And part of that has to do with the social isolation piece, but it's also like, how do we grapple with losing people without having that opportunity to, you know, say goodbye. So yeah, my heart also goes out to them. And I mean, everyone else that is like dealing with, with all this. What was your week like, Glenroy? I had a 
pretty decent, you know, I mean, we work from home. I mean, it's always going to be that. <laughs> I work from home, but you know, it's been good. I have a housemate and he's working from home too. So we're here a lot with each other, but we're, we're, we, we rap well. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of laughs. So it's not that, make me too often when I really isolated, isolated. But yeah, it's been good. Yesterday, I visited my, some of my kids and they're all kind of in one place right now. So there are different places that we, the emojis, meet up. <laughs> so we have HQ, which is where most of them actually live. So once we're four or more gathered, we call it the HQ. <laughs> and then there's the farm. <laughs> we call it the farm because sadly, two of my children were nicknamed by other people in the house um, after farm animals. And so because two of them live together, we just call it the farm. So I went over to the farm <laughs> with my Monopoly and we just had a good old time. But what was great for me to see is that one of my daughters, Anika, she now has a child of her own and she, she's facilitating her child and his partner being there together. So, you know, I'm going, I'm a sort of a young love in other corner, in other state space that I'm creating. I was great to see, to kind of see that, that love being paid forward in a, in a, in a different way. So, you know, I'm, a, I'm grateful at the very least to see what is happening with my children and how they're banding together through this rough time, especially because for a lot of people, that's not a reality that they necessarily have. So I'm glad to have facilitated a space where there, there is that kind of support system through a period like this. Okay, good. Things are fine on my end. Still cooking. What hey, am I doing? What? You're supposed to can get a go- you're supposed to can finish a cookbook when you're done. Listen. You have prosperity day. The Just call it lessons from prosperity day. Guide ah. to Jamaican cooking. <laughs> You have no idea. I was considering putting up like meals on Instagram, but I haven't cared enough to do so. But I feel like I've been eating more Jamaican food than I have in a really long time, which is quite satisfying. So, they know, man, I've mystical properties. <laughs> I, I usually I mean, I say man, I say the other part, but may I keep it PG? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm happily fed. <laughs> in more ways than one, but uh <laughs> I last. But I mean it's it's very strange because I keep getting the days mixed up, which I suppose doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because time is an illusion right now. But yeah, I don't know. There's not much to report. I'm trying to as best as I can make you know make some progress with this writing stuff but I don't know if that's going to happen. All right. Well, in any case, this week it is our final iteration of the 21 questions right. and we have the inimitable Glenroy in the hot seat <laughs> this week. Um so you know it's going to be quite the conversation. I made sure to have my tea ready. <laughs> And we got some pretty, pretty good questions as well. Um, but I'm going to let Kareem take the lead on this one to start us off. Right. Ready for dig up now that I business. I'm not for dig, dig. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's an open book, so we'll, we'll, we'll give her that much. But I love the questions that you guys submitted. And I just want to start off by saying thank you to our faithful listeners who submitted these very thought-provoking questions. You, I can tell that you guys have been listening to the podcast. I've been paying attention. But good, right. this is not a question, but I just wanted what are a lot of the names that you go by, right? What are some <laughs> of them? I remember Glenn Devo, which is my favorite. I think now you're what, Glenn the Catrice? Like, j- that's not a question, but I just need to know. What <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. 
just a messy bitch. <laughs> so usually my names come from either people being shady towards me or just the kind of jokes me and my friends make. So Glenda Cape Trace was what Anika called me. I don't know why she called me that, but it was so funny. I said, no, I'm <laughs> so I mean, I've gone from Batman of the highest order, which is something I probably said when when somebody was being towards Javian and I clapped and I was responding to them and they said, oh, I'm his boyfriend. And I'm so I was like, really, I called me a Batman, please. Batman of the highest order. So yeah, I mean, so it's any kind of the, it's usually a hint of shade with a hint of fun. And then Glenda the Good Witch is just my, my official Emoja title. So I'm Glenda the Good Witch. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to the list of questions. I just had to satisfy my curiosity. The first question says, can you tell me one thing, big or small, that you've never told anyone else? Well, I'm not going to do it. You can't understand. No, that's, that's weird because I, I say a lot of things to a lot of different people. So it's kind of hard to pick one thing that I've never told anyone. Oh, oh, I don't talk about this a lot. I think there's that. I was a bully to my cousin when I was younger. It was awful. But I'm going to tell her why. I don't know, female still. You know, I was, this, I, was, I was the first child for my mother and therefore the first grandchild for, I think, almost, well, my maternal grandmother, therefore the first kind of nephew for my aunt. So I was clear in my, on my mother's side of the family, I was a center of attention for a very long time in my childhood. So my cousin moved to live with us. That did share. Oh, what did I mean to share? So I was terrible towards him. I was awful. I, was, I hated him for no reason. That it was terrible. So yeah, that's something I don't talk about. <laughs> did awful. I mean, did young. I'm real tight. <laughs> Okay, so when did you muster the courage to start wearing heels and blurring gender lines? Heels? Okay, so heels started in London, so that was last year. Because I guess for me, it was just also London was a good time to kind of give me the opportunity to test certain things out. I don't think that's when I started blurring gender lines. I think I think that more so started with Kate. I lie. The first time I bought a heel was not London. It was actually when I was in Amsterdam, and I did wear it in Jamaica before I left. It was, it was in 2018 when I was in Amsterdam. I bought my first pair of heels. Very low. But I was like, I got practice. I'm like, I start with a spiky lot, embarrass myself, I rude. And before I wore that red boot publicly, I sent many a practice videos to Davion and my children. I'm never going to change my face. I walk and I wobble. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was then. Uh, that, that was when I tried it. I, I guess it was a progressive thing. I guess I, I was never in the space where heels were an option for me. I guess I never thought I would ever do it. But then I just got to a point and I just said, why not? You know, you've, I'm very much interested in the, the extra and the excess of being an evil queen. That's my aesthetic. So, yeah, I just said this was par for the court. So I did it. That was 2018 and I'm pushing it until it's where it is now. Oh, my, I'm so much. I mean, I'm not mad at a good collection <laughs> oh i forgot to give you my something for sending to kareem yes, yes, yes. <laughs> kareem is like i'm in no rush <laughs> i mean where are we going where do we have to wear it like what do you no, no, no. oh, oh. one just up for an occasion ladies and it's a heels on you know let me love you with my heels on yeah cornell if i could have fit you i wouldn't be that weird that's special you know my so the next question says, how does being out in the public eye affect you? Any concerns for your safety? You know, I'm not worried about my safety. And I think I've said this, that I've, I've, I long accepted 
accepted the possibility of death. So nothing frightens me. And, and, and whilst I don't think that uh, I will die for, as a result of a homophobic attack, and that's not necessarily something I will worry about. And I think once my, me and my mother kind of went through our process that we did, I, once I survived the things she said to me at that time, I knew I could survive anything. And so after that, and my mother's love was the only thing that mattered to me. So I, if I could take what she did and survive, nothing anybody said to me would have affected me. So I think that was my approach to it. And so I'm not worried about safety in that regard. I think the only thing, the only way it really affects me, and I've said this before, is just my love life and navigating queer, queer Dominican relationships within the context of being an out visible um, advocate. And the, the, limit, the limit that places on who is willing to engage me. Which reminds me, we still need to do that other episode about moms. Did we do an episode about moms just yet? We did. We did. Oh, well, I think we need another one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk to your mom. Yes. Yeah, because a lot of people have been posting, like even like Dr. Andrew Campbell, he did his like Foodful for the Journey look, talks on Insta, Facebook Live. And he spoke about how the only person he cared about coming out to was his mom. So I was like, hmm, we need to talk about moms, I guess. Am I turn? With too, too early for mix it up. Carnel, I think it's yours. I think, uh, yeah, I think it is mine. Okay, Glenn, where is your home, the place that makes you the most happiest? And where is your holy ground? Oh, hmm? home. Well, home is not a physical space for me. It will always be when I'm around my friends and my family members. That's that's where I'm happiest. It's about the people that I'm around and or my partner if I have one at the time. And holy ground. I mean, what do I mean by holy ground? I'm not sure what did I try to get because I don't know if it would be different. What do I mean by holy ground? I mean, I don't I don't think it's um, like a religious thing. I think it's more like what is sacred or yeah, important yeah. or special or significant. Like what's your kind of place of center? I think the answer really is the same thing. It's, I mean, although I don't have my own space now, I think when I once when I had my own space for me that space represented my ability to create a safe space for my family organized in a way of course I would prefer it but it's more about the social space who am I around it's the people that I can be most vulnerable with and be the freest with and, and teach you through shade and happiness that's that's home and holy ground for me okay makes mm-hmm. sense that's nice because then that means you can find you know you can find zen anywhere as long as yeah. you're around so, when I was in London I think what was what was what I was happy for was the friendships I ended up making while I was there. So I became friends with Chris, um, who was also a Shibna, but then I met through like through this group called, oh gosh, Blackout. Yes, because I thought I was forget the name. Through Blackout, I created a group. I, I developed friendships with members of the Jamaican diaspora as, and somebody, and Caribbean diaspora, because Isaac is from Grenada. And what we developed this ritual of, we would go to Bootylicious, where everybody would come to my house. We would drink, we'd kiki, we'd talk about life and then we'd all go together and that was really something special I created so for me I was able to kind of create something similar to the emotions there in the there in the UK and so yeah it, it allows me to form that space wherever I go okay somebody wants to know why are you so flawless and hilarious at the same time I'm so what flawless and hilarious <laughs> funny at the same time you don't know of a couple of people who could point out all of my flaws <laughs> I don't think I'm flawless and I would never frame myself as that, but thank you so much. Ow. I'm gonna put it here a while I go. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I think I'm just honest, and I'm just, and, and even though I do, I have built up a filter coming on no my herbal. I think I say what's on my mind most of the times. So, if, as outrageous as it may seem, as long as I'm in a space where I know that outrageousness won't be misread, then I I'll, I'll say it and I'll be as frank as possible. And I think that gets read as funny. I'm a thing to also have good comedic timing and storytelling, but to fall apart of that. Okay, so um, sorry, good work, Karine. So she should try doing stand up. Oh, absolutely not. Don't not get embarrassed me, I ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you could do it. I think the people I appreciate the confidence, but it's one thing for Sarah and Kiki with me. The next thing for if I start up grown stranger and I try to tell joke, I'm gonna call myself Matiman three times. <laughs> That's how I'm going to do. <laughs> but just for them. Mm. See, it works. I was laughing. <laughs> I, I would also add to, I don't know if this fits in necessarily to Flawless so much, but I think maybe part of it is that there's a consistency and honesty in terms of like how you are with people. And I imagine like, if anyone meets you, like I can imagine like you're the same person regardless of the context, if that makes sense. Yes. Which is but, a refreshing quality. Yeah, slightly tailored. You know, because you can't act up everywhere you go. Mm. You know, I don't know how they are bringing with you. <laughs> so yeah tailored but yeah I, I try to keep it consistent thank you right okay so how do you maintain the life that you live being so busy at times oh honestly we need one assistant i've said this but i can't afford one because i'm poor <laughs> But I compartmentalize really well and I have a certain sense of responsibility. So, um, so for example, with my teaching, I know that what I do, my actions are dependent or affect the lives of so many people. So I know with that, I'm even harder on myself in trying to be as meticulous and prepared with teaching than I am with my work at JFLAG. And I think what helps me is that the people that my support system is oftentimes embedded in the different things that I do. So it's easier for me to kind of manage. Self-care is ongoing. So I'm at work. I'm focused on my work, but my friends are there. So we can have a, we can have a kiki where we're on the ground rolling, which kind of lets the pressure off and I go back to my work. I'm not going to say parts of my life don't suffer. That absolutely is my cousin. Lassina, she calls me every day because I do neglect her and it's not something I, I want to do. But sometimes if, if you're not the one to initiate and remind me, like to check in, Sometimes I forget and, and it's it's not the easiest thing. And I have and I create all these WhatsApp groups probably as the easiest way to kind of keep in touch with the different groups of friends that I have so that I don't leave anyone behind. But there are people who I, I don't communicate with as much as I would like to like Justine, for example, how it's supposed to be rightfully. So yeah, I just it's easier if you're closer to how I work and it's harder and I have to make a special effort and sometimes I just forget because I have to take in on my kids, I have to ensure that I do my teaching, I have to do my work, which is also so demanding in and of itself. So yeah, I'm gonna try. Oh, I struggle with that too. I don't have any tips. I just know I struggle with it. Oh yeah, fishy. I don't know the element. Love doing it, but it does take time. That's not true. So, <laughs> of all the places you've traveled to, which one is your favorite? Why? And is there anything in particular that you love about that place that you would love to see in Jamaica? Oh, oh, oh! This one is tricky. I did enjoy the Cambodia trip a lot, and I think I enjoyed it because I went with Javian, but also. What I did say when I came back from Cambodia was I wish their tourism product, the tourism product that they had or the way they did it in Simre 
Jamaica was the same way we did it in Jamaica. Like, I just remember, we go up on the tuk-tuk in Tariga, every, everywhere, but she knew people at the different spaces we were going to make sure that whatever monies we had were spread around to different people. So we'd go to the floating village. There was somebody specific there that he went to, and I'm sure this was an arrangement with other folks. And then the next day, when the next time we were trying to finish up our sightseeing and he wasn't there, his cousin, <laughs> I don't know if I did really, because I'm say, are you good one from Jamaica? He said, yeah, how do you know? He said, this guy's my, wait, what was his name? Sometimes I forget his name. But yeah, he's my cousin and he know, he told me where you wanted to go and he was right. That's exactly where we wanted to go. So that kind of, the way in which we're not holed up in a, in a, in a all-inclusive hotel and that money could be spread around, that's what I would have loved to have seen in Jamaica. So I definitely enjoyed it there. The traveling company did help. I think Vivian being there also made it fun because, you know, we just vibe really well. But I think Cambodia does have a special place in my heart. However, now that I think about it, Morocco was really fun as well. But that could also be because I went with Chris and Yannick. And it was really, like, outside of Javion and Suel, they're the only two people I've ever traveled with. And it was actually a vacation. It wasn't traveling for work. And we had become closer friends through evening. And to find out that we could, like, travel together and have so much fun together, was it was refreshing to see. Um, and I really did have a good time in Morocco. So it's between Morocco and Cambodia. Luckily, Morocco, Cambodia. Passport. My friend, well learned, well cultured, and well traveled. Okay, so it's funny that you you you've been talking about parenting because the next question has to do with children. So they say people nowadays tend to have less children, especially people of or people within the LGBTQ community. Choose to have none. Do you want to have children or adopt? Well, I've always said that it didn't matter to me how how I got children. So it doesn't it doesn't have to be biological. I mean, grad, you know, I believe in family beyond the biology. But if you're talking about somebody that I have clear legal responsibilities for outside of the care that I give to the people in my chosen family, I've said I've I've only ever wanted one. I don't think I need I, I might be convinced to have more than one. If the man come with a pitney, that works out fine for me. Yeah, stress out your figure. Right? <laughs> but yeah, um, but then if you make that pitney they like me, it's not like my own. Although we can't have my own and I'm still like this, so. <laughs> S22. Listen, so yeah, it, I'm definitely, I'm open to, to one or two children. I, I did have a part of me that said if I had a child, I would prefer her to be a daughter. I don't know if I still have that view. The reason why I thought that at the time though was I was worried what have a gay man with a male child, what, what that child would experience and go through. But the world is changing, so I might shift my perspective. But although I could have a, 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 a male child and a trans daughter, so who knows? And then also, my daughter don't necessarily, necessarily have to be a diva. She could be very much lo- more low-key than me. So I must get the experience on one side. I thought, anything or anything, I did fine. <laughs> I, used, I wanted to be the gay Angelina Jolie. Child, you have the money, clearly. I don't. <laughs> I poor. Pitney dear, you know how much for feeding? I'm pumping. Child, I'm not have it. The Lord will provide. Well, Kareem, make him provide for you. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. What's one thing you've accomplished that you thought impossible while you were growing up? Oh, hmm. I don't know that there was anything specifically that I thought was impossible. What I would say, though, 
is that I'm very proud of kind of how quickly I got to certain milestones in my life. I, I mean, for others, it may not be quick, but for me to, to say that at my age, I have a master's. I'm, I, I'm where I am in the organization that I work. Um, I'm, I'm on the management team. I'm, I'm respected in certain corners for my opinion on certain legal, legal questions. I think I'm proud of where I have come. I don't think there was one thing that I think, oh, I could not do. But yeah, I'm, I'm proud of where I have gotten in such a short time. But I'm also proud of both. I think probably when things are happening with my mom, I didn't think we could come back from it, but we did. And we're closer now. So I think that's also something I'm proud of. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, let me see. Oh, okay. So this one is pretty direct. What is your greatest fear? Oh, oh I, I, I've said this before, but it's loneliness. It's ending up old and alone. That's my greatest fear. Mm. Want me expound? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if there's anything to expound on. I just, I guess from, and it's so funny. It's something I've always worried about from when I was little. I don't know where it comes from. It could be my abandonment issues with my father, even though my father in a better place now. But that could be at the source of it. But yeah, I, I, I do worry about ending up alone. And so not necessarily having, and particularly in a romantic context, because I know we'll always have people, but I, I, um, I do worry about ending up without having the direct support that comes from having a partner. And I think a lot of times, when I go th- when I go through anything emotional, most of the times that's what it's about. I can deal with a lot of other things quite well, but I think that's that goes to the heart of my own fears about how I am and who I am and how being who I am leads me further and further along to that future. So um, and it, and, and I think the downside to it maybe that it makes me more willing to hold on to people in a relationship context for longer than I probably ought to. Although since that since that relationship, I don't really do that shit anymore. But yeah. Okay. Well, I also wish you all sorts of prosperity in that department. Thank you. From, the pros- from one prosperity queen to another. Yes. <laughs> you, you told me to step into my prosperity some months ago, and I'm telling you to do the same. So. Well, I mean, I can't do it with people, man. It never works. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm just going to leave that there. And I'm going to take one question. It about people, man. But we- <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yes. <laughs> So this question is a bit vague, but um, we're going to run with it. It says, how are you known in your community? And I don't know if they mean like an immediate community that you live in. Wait a minute. All right. So one of the, I think one of the, I'm going to say sad, sad or downfalls, but I think one of the unfortunate things about, and I think it's unfortunate because maybe there were missed opportunities, is that growing up, I never necessarily, mama did tell me to stay inside and I stayed my ass inside. I was an obedient child. I mean, I don't know, so, but I was an obedient child and so I stayed inside that's how I was raised so no matter which community we lived in I stayed inside so I don't necessarily have relationships with the people in my immediate com- physical community so I don't know what they think about me <laughs> I don't know how they see me I lie you know the, the lady Sophie will have the shop down the road she she like me <laughs> so she treats me nice I think she thinks I'm rich so there is that. <laughs> um, but uh, in terms of my, in the LGBT community, that's also tricky. Maybe maybe my children could answer this better than me because, you know, they would interact with a broader base of people. There are people who love and respect me. Some people put me on a pedestal, which I don't always agree with. I get why they do it, but I think it prevents them from seeing my full humanity, um, good and bad, never ugly though. So there's that. I mean, some people think I'm bitchy. And, uh, and oh, I, apparently, and I say apparently, this is for both you, you, Javian and Anika, when they're listening, apparently I have an aggressive face. So people are afraid to approach me. <laughs> I swear I'm a sweet person. You know, 
So there's, it's a mixed bag, but I think the respect is definitely there. I do get a lot of that, but it might be a hinge of fear. Aggressive, eh? Yeah, I'm look, why am I inviting? I always make it up. My lip always twinge up, twinge up. Dirty Javian and God, I'm saying. My Javian is sending privileges to the Zoom, you know. Yeah, can't do that. Canada, you up. Wait, that was your question? I thought that was my question. Hold on. Yeah, Kareem, just ask the question, baby. Oh, stress. Okay. Uh, what is your relationship like between your two families? We actually fit. I don't know. It's not my question. <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing your, like, bio family. And your relationship. I don't know. Chosen family or yeah. how did they ever cross paths? Has your mom met your children? Maybe I don't know. Not so she's 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 seen them when they stopped by because you know I currently live with my mom. She's seen them and long story short, there's no relationship relationship between families. Like I have a relationship with both of the families, but there's a relationship between families. I, I mean to an extent I still keep my work and friendship life separate from my home life when it comes to my biological family, and that's just all, always how I've been. The most my, my mom has met it so and Davian so she's probably seen Anika she's probably seen Chris I know she's seen Christy but yeah um, there's no like broader relationship and I think I keep it that way because where I'm with my family I'm, I, you know sometimes you have a good thing and I necessarily want do anything to make, to change the dynamics of things you know after striving for better after we marry what's good Shakespeare said that <laughs> so I think that is what it is and also I just don't think I've ever been that kind of person to kind of overly involve my family from international life so mm-hmm. there any more than a high end by situation there well the next one says you said you want to spend the rest of your life in Jamaica however was there ever a time you considered living elsewhere and why I think if there ever was a time I thought about living elsewhere it was when I was naive and a child I don't think yeah, I don't think I, if I did, there was any solid reason there. Or maybe when we did in my first relationship, I made that consider the prospect of being in a relationship in Jamaica and not knowing what that possibility looked like. But it was never something that I seriously considered and said, oh, this is exactly where I wanted to go. Because I guess for me, certain places just never did appeal to me, you know. I think that's what it was. Certain places never truly appealed to me. And so, and I've never been minded. I think that's the best answer. And so there were places I wanted to visit. There were never places I wanted to shop. And then having lived elsewhere, I think I'm, I've doubled down in that notion that there's nowhere else that I want to live permanently. Probably spend a three months, even next one year for that reason, but not live, live. It's funny because when I was growing up, I remember like having, I don't know if Corona room, I remember always saying that I wanted to stay in Jamaica. I just wanted the option to come and go so I could shop as much as I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how things change <laughs> is mine okay you said your future partner would have to propose to you however can you think of any scenario where you might propose nope oh, okay. <laughs> i've already explained why simply because i need to be again, sure. no, again, <laughs> simply because i want to be sure that you're there for me so so here's a complex i'm afraid of being alone which means that i need to be sure that you want me there and you want to be with me so therefore i don't want to lead in certain aspects of my relationship so you have to lead to reassure me that you want to be there so all of that happened and the fact that me not go don't plan on me me do other things me by the house well not with my cash alone but like because she get me go and pick up the house 
house. <laughs> yeah. But I just, nah, me, I'll make you before we get to the mansion. It's like, come move in. Let's, you know, me do them something. When it's talk about like that kind of, although them kind of similar, me know. But when, when it terms, when it, when I'm thinking about, even though I'm not big on marriage, marriage, if I'm thinking about a situation where you're putting a certain kind of recognition and affirmation to what we're already doing, that has to be done by the other person. I mean, I will say though, I do appreciate the question itself because that's, that is someone who is obviously listening to the episodes for them to identify that particular moment. So big up on yourself. I know, right? No problem. And this follow-up says, do you have plans to get married? What do those plans look like? Well, bitch, I have plans for a wedding. You know, this is what marriage, I have plans for a wedding. I'm going to tell you the old thing. Yes, please. Oh, no. God, how does it look? Just so, Jamie, that's already for a long time. So, originally, me just have this idea of like a, like a fog machine entrance vibe. Large. I don't care about the entrance. But then, I thought about it and I thought about who I was and I thought, and I think my wedding theme is going to be from Maleficent to Aurora. So, I want to kind of feed off of this notion that I'm this, you know, this evil queen, this badass bitch. But within the context of a relationship, I'm a bit, I'm a bit less harsh and as strong in that kind of aesthetic and so at the wedding mega in one our outfit inspired by maleficent we're talking about like a nice i don't know what kind of green that her green fire that green there with some nice dark embroidery that kind of weaves into a nice caging like extension at the back that gives the effect the vibe of maleficent storms door slowly opens the fog machine rises there's a specific point in the music where all of that is happening the backup dancers are kind of introduce me but I think both tapestries as well. But part of the have an entrance if you want to feel like more on for tapestries at a certain point. So, yeah. I know they're not going to step, my silhouette will emerge from the fog. I'm going to slowly go down. When we reach the reception, she know. Oh, that was not the reception. That was the, oh, okay. That's the part of me entering at a ceremony. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the reception, though, with that, with it in the Aurora castle, you know, so my outfit is going to be green. A much more lighter, white, maybe some of the Aurora's pink and blue colors kind of vibe. That essence I will think about. Now, the biggest question I am always asked is two questions. What go pay for this? Uh, what the man? No, we know we I don't know the answer to the second question. But we're not even gonna go there. Because single. But in terms of what go pay for it, it's between either me, him, or a sell ticket. But you know. I'm gonna buy a ticket for coming with me. But I like I'm gonna buy a ticket for coming with me. True, true. So I thought it would have to go. But yeah, I thought it's gonna pay for it. It's so expensive, though. I'm gonna need lighting. All of them something. Those things cost. Girl, me a manifest when fish tea take off and you get and you get your, your reality TV show. Sure. And you must be, 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 be a special. I must be a special episode. Me going at the dead feet. Me not like that, but me going at the dead feet. Me need nine more men. But yeah. Okay. Um, so, but all right. But to the marriage question now. Um, <laughs> I am actually not big on marriage. I don't. I don't put such a premium on marriage itself um i feel like in in the jamaican context there are people with long-standing relationships for years of love and support and then they get married and then as soon as they get married they're like i legit read a case i remember the name of that case coming on coming on 20 odd years then they know one year after them might be a problem mm-hmm. so um but i mean suffice to say i don't see marriage as that such a critical thing that we all must do and so mega have my ceremony regardless we don't need the legal institution of my marriage meanwhile i have my my big dance me just describe regardless but yeah marriage is not necessarily something that's important to me but more I keep my big dance here here mm-hmm. have you ever been cheated on would you forgive someone who cheats on you yes I have mm-hmm. it was once well as far as you know I don't know if the other one did cheat on me other, other people did cheat on me but yes 
yes, I have. And I was when I was back in that first relationship, I I handled it. I I, I tried to understand that it wasn't a planned thing, and so I gave them one chance. And my view is, if it's not premeditated cheating, then we give one other chance. Come shit happens, and I gotta be I gotta acknowledge that. However, it's one and done. Like if it was premeditated, then I eat that, as then you set out to hurt me, and you probably tell my life on top of it. So they prevent me from doing things that I advocate against. I gotta just leave you. Okay, so you lost me there for a second. Like, what do you mean sometimes things, like, how does, I don't know, I feel like if someone's going to cheat, it's a conscious decision either. No, I I don't believe that. I don't believe that every time someone cheats, there's this rather... Not not that they actively plan to, but, like, they made a decision. Right, there is a decision in a moment to go ahead with something that you know would hurt somebody, and that is selfish, but I guess there can be a conflict in which I can say, but maybe you didn't have long-standing feelings to somebody where you never did address, or maybe you were drunk, maybe, and so you were, you know, your inhibitions weren't as up as they ought to have been. So yeah, you know, things like that would kind of make me say, um, can't start feeling after. Yeah, or maybe, maybe just where we are in our relationship, I felt like maybe one unplanned in- indiscretion can stomach, but otherwise. Because everybody will give me about me left, right, from this. Everybody who the last guy I broke up with, and I mean, I guess I've, I've kind of had a change up. Like since I've matured, I feel like I've, I, I would, you know, being able to forgive indiscretion. But there's this one time he was on Twitter. He didn't actually go through with it. He was on Twitter and he made a tweet to some porn star, and I didn't know it was a porn star. I thought it was just a regular degla person, and I was just like, oh, you had all these intentions, yada yada, and I love him i mean mind you i had other reasons that i wanted to but that was just like you know what see even if i was gonna give you a chance you a dirty dog and that to this day that poor man still hits me up from time to time telling me how i left him for no good reason oh Mm. Is your husband aware of this? What did the tweet say? He said something like, like he said, God, I would fuck you so, like right now, or something like that to to the guy on Twitter in response to one of his videos that he had just released. And like, I didn't know that the guy was a porn star. I just happened to see the tweet and I was just like, wow, really? I guess from your side, it was was really inappropriate, but I'm guessing from his side, since somebody even knew him never go. Right, right. That was his justification too. But I mean, I can hear that and then like now I'm like you know what maybe now knowing what I know and where I'm at in my life I probably would have been able to be like look don't do that that's not cute because you wouldn't have liked me doing that and keep it moving but Mm-mm. Well, I mean, regardless, you're led to the person that you needed to be led to, so don't sweat it. That's all true. That's it, girl. What is that, sir? How big a man can Friend up in our marriage. Hold on. Was that, what was the question? I took, oh, wait, the cheated. Okay, so it's Karim's question. So this person says, if you could only top or bottom for the rest of your life, which would you choose and why? Ah, well, I know I've asked them to come in and think we should have a choice, but... <laughs> I guess, I mean, I wouldn't want to choose that, but if I had to, I feel like I would do the one that I'm more confident in, although, which is bottoming. But, I mean, topping come with its own stress, but at least when I, if me choose topping at least, moon, no, the reason why I'm not choose bottoming actually is because we get more opportunities for bottom in the Jamaican context. Whereas, uh, no, it's true. They don't, a lot of people don't see me as a, as a top. And so if me not going to do that, my options would be very little. So there's also that. Oh, I thought, okay. I thought that you were making a different kind of argument. No, that's fine okay right so but i mean i also think that at least mafia do show myself ever so often over now and then if me did choose stopping 
What's that Labour love. I tell you. <laughs> well, That's funny. And you know, the worst thing when you do it and then nobody show up. Bitch! Hey! That should be a criminal offense. <laughs> a wickedness. And you know, so once you go through the process, you're ready. Yeah. Are you, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I just say, now nah, make it waste. Yeah. I, I, was, I was at a barbecue with some guys a few years ago and one guy was like, oh, you know, I have this guy waiting for me. You know, whenever yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, he'll, he'll be there but he's not sure if he wants to he wasn't sure if he wanted to go or not and I just remember feeling so upset on behalf of the guy can you imagine? Because I was just like, this man has already gone through the steps mm. and the preparation, right. and you're just gonna like not show and up. I'm probably mm-hmm. not eat from you, so girl. Can you know, say, as many times as I'm, I know if I was fuck hungry. Let me add there, the one of them come expecting like a free, like it's like it's a freeway, it's supposed to come. Right. Like I just saw it for naturally come. Them not, they really, them I'm, take process for granted. So for, for you to just not show. Up. No, if somebody see a road and clatter with something, I couldn't understand. I, mean, I can't do anything, but I couldn't understand the frustration. Anyway. To people married like me, is that the man, you, 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 you tell the man, come out and say, take too long, I'm going to drop asleep. Yeah, <laughs> 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 get up. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, do you reg- ever regret taking people's man? Oh no! Oh, that was a question. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I'm mean, just say this for all who aren't here. Me never made no promise to you, so me never get to take your man. No <laughs> <laughs> man did promise to stay faithful to you. The fact that your man gets up and leave you is not my fault. part. <laughs> Sort that out. Cause him out. All if you see my road, put drinking and business. Just make sure it don't splash me, right? That's all I get for to you know. Listen, love who you love and I just follow of work if you like somebody and them just so happen to be occupied by somebody else yes you must worry about the karma yes you know it just don't look good and it's say bad and there are limits minute. you must do it to your friend and people where you, where you know and you're cool with it you know you can buck up in a regularly because that's just not right that's not because then you have a relationship to that person but if somebody we have no relationship to well you're not going to tell you to live your life right mm. one time it did, did successful the relationship never lasts long but it, you know it, it was it was good for what it was right and time it never worked and them I, and them and the person choose a relationship. So I always working up a fever. But would I ever would I ever say, oh no, but I gonna do that just because hell no. We must have a relationship with that person there. I mean I feel bad about what we do, which is why I'm gonna talk about it probably. <laughs> you know, I was always confused by fights. So I remember like sometimes in high school, like there were the fights between girls at the bus stops over a man, and I was like, well Which me not do. Right. No, but but I'm just like thinking, why aren't y'all like going at the guy instead? Because like he was the one that made a decision. And like, why are you fighting over this person who you do not know? Right. So, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to say I support. <laughs> what I will say is I understand and I accept the argument. Right. But then also, here's my thing. I, so if, I, if the position was reversed, whenever I felt like my partner, the, what, the, the one, the, what my partner was doing things inappropriate, I clocked my partner. I mean, I just know other girl. The only time I ever addressed an next girl about my man was when I somebody with me did know and then she asked my man for one dick pic and it did inappropriate because she knew me. So the next time we were all gathered, I would have played this game about addressing the people that you have issues with in the group. Yeah, and she never did even supposed to do that. And she did that with fear, man. And she did have a man at the time. That was funny. That's the point I asked her when you asked my man for a dick pic in front of everybody. Oh my God. No. That's that kind of girl. Energy. Keep the same energy. Right? You're not going to sneak behind my back and I smile up in my face and I go like we're afraid. 
And I come at, no, no, no. So when, for me, and also me, I'm with my friend in our, <laughs> no, in our face the other day, and me get, what, me get some news wrong. Like, she had tried to talk to my ex, and I'm not coming to play them joke there. Eh? Somebody roll up to our house and say, girl, me hear this, let's clarify. And he bring the person who say it to, so that all of we could have a clear understanding. <laughs> and it was a miscommunication, so we all went out and had a good night. Cool. But yeah, yeah, like, I, I, I keep that energy with people who are my friends or who are around me who should know better. But if it's a stranger, I'm a man, not a problem. Clearly, even no one in a relationship say my entertainer the thing. So go be happy. Not me tell him, go be happy. And me look like, yeah, but does me not nobody right now. Me no man. I am, I am pressed. <laughs> my love. My feel like you just see me sitting over there sitting on the chair. Yeah, glad you're right. Remember all of my years of my life, but even no me how much. Oh, this nice. The next one. I'll be kind of have nothing for me. I'm going to stop. Come on. She better come from this live. <laughs> what does that fantasy that makes you tremble every time you think about it? I feel like, feel like I'm a friend of mine. So then I'm like choking something. S, 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 M, 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 also, so it's choking on also like the idea of clothes on. So if we can get that in our combination somewhere, that wouldn't be bad. You got clothes on somebody. Eh? No, just having sex with your clothes on saying that yeah, it's almost like a teeth a piece. Teeth a piece where I get it rough certain way, but not like rough all the way through, but rough on point. Say you that nice. I'm gonna look at the sun and keep but still have some things. Say no time up look a bit. Send shit to sing the song for me. Bang me and time me oh yeah. yeah. Any of those? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. what kind of other thing for public sort of public sex? But. Okay, I'm assuming this question is also from the same person. But what are your feelings about role play? Uh, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. If we could, I guess my concern is if we could have convincingly do it. But if we can't convincingly do it, of course we we'll do it. Like, what's your what's the the narrative? Well, oh gosh, we joke about this with our friend the other day. Mom could I be a sweaty teacher. A sweaty teacher. Naughty, not sweaty girl. <laughs> 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 a what? A sweat in my ear to slutty. Oh, and, oh, because I was like, I don't know if sweaty teacher is a thing. Perish the thought. We're not sweating like that. <laughs> so that could be one. We can't always be a helpless somebody in a fire. That's not bad. The, the delivery. Oh, oh you, you, want, you want a firefighter with his big strong hose? Is that is that the? You <laughs> <laughs> didn't I mean. just say that like that. <laughs> And that one. <laughs> oh, 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 well, the delivery guy come like answer door in my robe. I'm gonna buy. I buy two silk, one silk robe and one sheer robe. So yeah, that could have be a vibe as well. Ooh, oh, talk to me, talk to me nice. So that yeah, that, that's a thought. So. Okay, Karim, we need to have a conversation. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to, to see what 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 the streets are doing. What are three of your pet peeves? Oh, I hate people who need me. I mean, I say I can't need help every now and then. I hate, I hate a relationship where I feel like you need me way too much that somebody in your position. And this is not just relationship. Friendships, like, if you're too needy certain way, then it not going to work. Um, I think that's one of my pet peeves. Poor money management is a pet peeve. And I think it's connected to that. And also people who live above their means. Mm. It's just connected to that. But those are my pet peeves. You hear that future, babe? Well, no, listen to me. The love stop after a while. Once we see her start move certain way, like every minute you stretch your hand, or, or have some problem where you need some support for financially. No, I'm going to start. The love has to stop. So I, I the sex I'm going to carry you through. And after a while, it's going to get boring. Mm. So, like, basically, you need someone who is, like, not only employed,
but like can handle their business. Yeah, I mean, it's somebody who is enough, and I always like to make this clear. You do not have to make as much as me. I've never dated somebody who make as much as me. And the only person I did date that made more than I like because well, you have to contextualize that because we never did that work with me in a UK, so that was the reason. But yeah, so yeah, I, but generally, I don't make as people who I date don't make as much as me. I don't need you to match me. It doesn't mean if you are make half or a third of what I'm making, just angle that properly. So you're going Glenroy? Mm, okay. No, I'm not going away. And it's just that my understanding, I'm in a judge with who look me. No, no, no. I'm just like saying, it's so your bank account to go on. Is, no, you know, no, I, yeah, I say, I'm not really that. It's just that I'm in a judge who look me. Mm. But I'm like, look right on them. And I'm going to put it out there that people think like, I'm going to go on it like a sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These burdens are too heavy for me one to be here. I'm too busy for your struggle. <laughs> We're coming down to the end of these questions. Oh, I got you the question now. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's my turn. Okay, so in case Karim never find, found out, who visited during the week of Gibson Rodriguez? <laughs> oh, no, who was it? My family loved the press was so many questionnaires. Oh, yeah, I remember. It was my ex. <laughs> Okay. Lord have mercy. And did you have a fulfilling time? I generally do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And that's on that. Right. Oh, that one. Any more? Mm. Yes, Lord. So the final, final question. Oh my God. Oh gosh, them done. Them never so bad. Me didn't worry. <laughs> the final question says: In a previous episode, you described your type. Oh gosh. Is Cornell your type? Why or why not? What describes qualifies or qualifies him. I think physically Cornell is my type. Can I tell you about the Yeah, physically Cornell. <laughs> yeah, physically Cornell is my type. But I don't I, I don't think the chemistry would have did it. But drunk and treat some cause a man look nice. That could have worked. <laughs> <laughs> drunk and treat some we're big people my love. <laughs> Wait so we're not for drunk. Well that wraps up twenty one plus questions with Glenn Roy the Kate Tris, Glenn Zipper, <laughs> the resident Skettel, the resident oh. Ghetto Girl. <laughs> there was one question that was asked that I would have wanted to answer. The one that I think both of you had, had the one that originally was for Cornell and the person did ask you about. Which one? What you would say to your which? Oh, and oh go for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think for me, I would have spoken. So the question was, I mean, if you were to talk to any younger version of yourself, right. what would it? Which age would it be? Why and what would you say? I guess it would definitely would be me at how old was I then? Seventeen? Yeah, it was definitely would be me at seventeen, and and that was when things when my parents did find out in the most unfortunate way. And I think what I would say to my younger self is, "Bitch, you made it. So don't worry I mean, yourself. While it's yeah, look at Tony Braxton's Secrets album <laughs> Process the Earth I mean, something but everything worked out and that's all I, I, I would need to say just everything just to remind myself that it, it would work I feel like that was when I was most lost and that's when I kind of developed so this wall that people tell me that I have and this kind of unapproachableness I had to develop a certain exterior as I kind of went through that period in my life and it stuck with me in a way although we did have some parts of it before but it definitely stuck with me after that and so yeah, I just let her know you'll make it, and I guess maybe also say you you don't therefore you therefore don't have to be this 
strong right now. You don't have to be this hard, mm-hmm. you know, because everything will work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Two seventeen year old baby, right? Oh, nine years ago. Maggie all in out. Jesus. Now look, it's me to push 30. <sighs> this was a wonderful episode. Oh, it really was. I like the 21 question. Yeah, you got some good ones. Yeah. And as usual, big up to all the listeners um, who submitted questions. Big up and nice to yourself again, Sabrina. Sabrina Powell. Cause Listen, I she said enough of them. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Such a faithful listener and a supporter of the podcast. And I was reconnected with my sister who, let me read what she said, I don't want to in LA. She, I, so I was trying to find her for like the last two years or something. And I didn't even know she was tuning into the podcast like that. So she said, nice, nice, Renice, in case you're listening. She says, I try to keep up with your podcast. Always make me laugh. LOL. You guys are hilarious. And I live for the well-balanced, intelligent conversation. Oh. Right? Oh. Intelligente. So, wherever in the world you are, sis, big up yourself. I'm a nice new niece because she had a baby in November. So. Aww. Okay. Yeah. So, Tanya, you want to sign us out? Sure. Thanks again, listeners, for joining us for this, uh, our final iteration of the 21 Questions Saga. As per usual, please hit us up on our socials, HD Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and at HDPodcast at gmail.com. We hope you are all still listening to you know the health organizations in terms of measures to keep safe uh hopefully we'll be out of this soon so in the meantime keep safe be well and stay sophisticated we'll see you soon bye bye